Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Eat and podcast. This is JJ Briggs. Happy Mother's Day. In this episode, I sit down and talk to my friend Lauren. Lauren and I did the same dietetic internship. We graduated at the same year. Um, and thanks to Instagram, we've been able to stay in touch throughout the years and get to know each other more throughout the years. Lauren works in the K-12 market, which is a space that I have zero experience in besides one small school nutrition project in my dietetic internship. And with kids being home and having to be fed by parents every single meal, that would be good to talk to somebody who has experience with school nutrition and kids' nutrition We talk about some of the students' favorite meals, which probably aren't going to shock you. But we talk about how some of these kid favorites are actually adult favorites, but adults tend to shy away from them. So we talk about how you can still have your favorite foods, still have those comfort foods, and enjoy a well-balanced meal. So without further ado, Lauren and I's conversation featuring her beautiful golden retriever, Huey. Um, all right, guys. So I'm here with my friend, uh, Lauren. She, I asked her to be on here because she currently works in a field of nutrition that I know nothing about. She's also a fellow dietitian. And uh, Lauren, tell me where you work. I work in Chicago and I specialize in school nutrition. So I don't work hands-on with the kids, but I help with menu planning and making sure that the menus that we are planning adhere to USDA guidelines. Because like they're pretty strict guidelines for a school nutrition program, right? They are. What um, is it called? What is the, 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 the actual, I keep calling it school nutrition program. What is it called? Yeah. Well, it depends which program you're running. So um, the school system that I work with, we do a school breakfast program. We do the national school lunch program. Which That's what it most, is. Yeah. Most people are familiar with that one. And then there are other programs that the USDA allows schools to run, which are things like after school dinner and um, weekend meals and meals in the summer. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. My sister works for a school district um, in Delaware and I know they do the breakfast, the lunch. I knew they do the weekend meals and I think they do the summer meals, um, but uh-huh. I don't know if they do dinner meals. I didn't know that that dinner meals um, was a thing as well. So that's awesome. And obviously school is not in session right now uh, where you are. Have they called it the rest of the year or like when are you out until? Right. Um, school's been called off for another month or so until further notice. But in the meantime, you know, a lot of students do rely on school for their breakfast and lunch. So the schools that I'm working with are giving out meals during the week to anyone who is 18 years and younger. Um, This is in Chicago. So um, you don't have to be a student. You can just be anyone 18, younger. Um, And they're doing it in a form of kits where they can get three breakfasts and three lunch. So they'll be good for three days. <laughs> Hi, Huey. <laughs> Lauren has the cutest pupper. He's one of my favorite Instagram dogs. Um, so three breakfasts and three lunch. So you don't have to go every single day. You could kind of limit the number of times you might have to go out and, and get meals. And if like a parent has multiple kids under 18, could they go and pick up like multiple kits? Yep, absolutely. Three days worth of food for each kid. Awesome. 
Yeah, I know schools around here are doing something similar. Oh goodness, I don't know the details off the top of my head, but I have to I have to tag uh, Moco local when I post this and have them give me the updates for Montgomery County. The reason that I wanted Lauren to come in here and talk about school nutrition, <laughs> see, there's that pause. I just pause and I keep trying until I get it. Um, Lauren and I were talking before I hit record about like how it's so hard to say words that make sense without saying um and ah. Oh my gosh. I didn't really think about this when I started this podcast, but it's good. I think I think I needed to not think and then I would actually do yeah. it. I keep hearing every um that I'm saying. So I'll edit out as many as I can. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> Actually, I probably won't be able to because I'm not really great at it yet. So, <laughs> all right, have me back in three years. <laughs> oh goodness! So, uh, Lauren, the reason I wanted you on to kind of talk about like the National School Lunch Program a little bit is because lots of people now have their little ones home with them. So not only are people working from home, maybe working from home alongside of a spouse working from home, but also maybe home with their spouse and their children having to be employee and teacher and parent and also now worry about what their children are putting into their bodies during the day and not just what they're eating at dinner time. So it's like many, many big changes. Um, you know, usually with my clients, I preach slow, sustainable change, right? Just focusing on, on little incremental changes. But like a lot of people, it's like, bam, life changed overnight. Yeah. Right. So, so with, with your students, because I know, I think you're involved with like creating some menus. So with, with, with the menus that you create, what are kind of like some of like the fan favorites? What are some of the favorite foods that kids like? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty simple. It's not going to shock anyone. Kids really like pizza. They what? really like, yeah, they love, especially the kids in Chicago, they love like chicken patty sandwiches, chicken tenders, chicken nuggets. They also love hamburgers and hot dogs and even like peanut butter and jellies are still, still a crowd favorite. <laughs> He's fine. He's so, fine. <laughs> He's fine. <laughs> Here, let me get him up on my bed, and then I think he might take a nap. Can he not jump? I just got a new bed today, and it's too tall for him. <laughs> Huey, but you're so tall. I know. He's a big boy. Do you have wood floors? Yeah, I do, and he has no traction. Okay, so, I think that's what it is. Yeah, I got to get a rug now. So, yeah, just... That's what kids like to eat, and I, I don't think there's anything wrong with them eating pizza and chicken tenders and whatever, and I don't think there's anything wrong with adults eating that either. So feeding them at home can be really simple. You can get that stuff in the frozen sec section. If you want to be healthier, you can look for a less processed version. If you have a lot of time and the motivation, you can try <laughs> and make your own pizza you know, get your own raw chicken breast and bake those. You can have the kids help you. Kids love to be involved in meal prep and just having a part of their meals is great. I was thinking about that, like involving kids and in, in cooking, you know, getting them into the kitchen, getting them to help with dinners and stuff. It might be a good oh, yeah. way to have them connect with what they're eating, but also occupy them for a little bit. Yeah. Make a lesson out of it too. Mm -hmm. a lesson or something. And then yeah, if you're feeding that for lunch, I mean, 
you were telling me earlier how you focus on the plate method. Yeah, so the plate method, what I teach my clients or, or kind of how I help them structure their meals is we use the USDA and my plate method. So if you're looking at a plate, which I'm holding up an imaginary plate right now, about a quarter of that plate would be your carbohydrates. So your rice, your pastas, you know, your grains, your bread, your potatoes, your starchy vegetables. Um, another quarter of that plate would be like lean meats or even, you know, other protein foods, whether it's, you know, chicken or tofu doesn't necessarily just have to be meat. Um, and the, and the, the remaining half of the plate you fill with your fruits, your vegetables, right? Make it colorful, try to get some fiber on that plate. So that's what I teach. Uh, I, that's what I, that is what I teach my clients to kind of help them build their plates. And uh, Lauren and I touched base and she said that the plate method is something that you guys still use with, with children. Totally. Yeah. All of the meals are structured. Lunches are structured like that as well. Most students take an entree, which would be their protein source and then their grain source. And if they want their meal to be free, then they have to also take a fruit or vegetable and they can take both. And I mean, you do it. I do it still. I try to make sure half my plate has fruit or vegetables on it. And when you're dealing with kids, I know they're a lot pickier. So Give them a choice between baby carrots or a salad and then just have them choose. Mm -hmm. With the quarantine and social distancing, we took it for granted how we would go to the grocery store like three times a week sometimes. Mm -hmm. So since since we haven't been going as much, I definitely have been eating a little less. Uh, fruits and vegetables been trying to eat my beans though still get some fiber in there um uh, but we've also been really relying on frozen vegetables yeah frozen vegetables uh, i don't know why they get such a bad reputation because they're just as good as fresh if not better absolutely Uh, just the way they're processed uh sammy's so my wife's uncle used to work for, I forget exactly what it was, but like, it was like the frozen food foundation and a frozen food corporation or something. And he used to th- talk about frozen food all the time. And he's like, it's nature's pause button, which it's so true. It can be nature's pause button. Yeah. yeah. You can definitely get vegetables that aren't highly processed. that don't have added sodium to them. Um, and we've also been hit. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, that's just a good thing to look for. Yeah. No salt added. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been we've been hitting the no salt added French style green beans a lot. Those are my favorite. <laughs> I love those. I don't know what it is. I don't and I don't know what makes them French, but mm, I love me some French style green beans. <laughs> uh, so, I guess let's just kind of like summarize what we've been chatting about. Correct me if I'm wrong here. Kids love all the things that. We, we kind of think of when we think of, you know, kid-friendly food. They love their pizza. They love their hamburgers. They love their hot dogs, mac and cheese. My favorite was shrimp poppers. They used to serve shrimp poppers and mac and cheese together, and I used to get double lunch. Oh, mm. my gosh. <laughs> um, so kids still love all of that stuff, and just because they're home doesn't mean that well- – Go ahead. I'm going to interrupt you too. Adults still love that stuff. Yes, but it's okay. the thing is, adults have convinced themselves that they can't have it or that it's quote unquote bad. Right. So, very good point. 
very good point. And maybe it's quote unquote bad if you're holding a plate has all of that. Oh, relaying <laughs> it back to the plate. <laughs> Seriously though, that's how I, I still eat my pizza and everything, but I always make sure that there's some sort of vegetable incorporated. Absolutely. Absolutely. So whether you're a kid or an adult, I just realized I'm like stretching my legs over here and <laughs> doing my evening stretching. So whether you're a kid or whether you're an adult, it's okay to have those foods that you enjoy. Try your best to make half of your plate fruits and vegetables. And if in today's current climate, if half isn't feasible, then aim for a quarter or aim for a serving, aim for some sort of fruit and vegetable per meal. Again, even if it's not half right now and enjoy it, enjoy it like you were a kid because right. food, food doesn't have to be good. It doesn't have to be bad. And we don't have to be guilty about what we're eating. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here, uh, virtually here because we are socially dis distancing right now but no seriously lauren i appreciate it very much i hope you, you and hubie stay safe we will thank you so much for having us i hope oh. you and your wife stay safe <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Eat and Send podcast. And Lauren, seriously, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, go follow Huey the Good Boy on Instagram. He is the most adorable. Well, I mean, second most adorable. Besides Dobby, of course. But I hope that if you have kids at home, you guys are surviving so far. You're able to find things that nourish yourselves and nourish your children. And remember... Those foods that we love, the pizza, the pasta, the donuts, whatever it might be, you are allowed to have it. You are allowed to not feel guilt when you eat those things. It's about the overall nutrition balance. So I encourage you, please, I know this is such a cliche dietitian thing to do, but go eat some vegetables and we'll chat soon. What the hell was I about to say?